Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hi, welcome to TFLP episode 429. We are live tonight on Monday, May 3rd. Uh, I am Lucas and I am joined tonight by Peter. Forever Destron. And Phil. Good evening. So, uh, so tonight, uh, you know, we have a little bit of a smaller cast, so, you know, hopefully... Our, our show won't be uh, the normal two-hour, uh, you know, marathon, but we'll see. We'll we'll do our best, right? Can't make any promises. So, but uh, tonight the topic is, um, you know, collecting, and we've done this topic several times before. I know a lot of times we end up doing kind of like a Valentine's episode where we talk about collecting and you know what your spouse thinks about it and all that type of thing and we've done uh some other spins on that but tonight we're going to kind of talk about collecting with your family what your family connect uh collects and so you know we're still going to kind of cover what what they think about your transformers collecting but then also you know kind of what they what they collect as well, and then what your friends collect, and and all that type of thing too. So we'll probably be varying widely off topic, um, as we always do. So this isn't this isn't the draft analysis show. I thought we were doing draft analysis. So I thought I thought every show. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> oh, that's I, I yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Zaldrin's well, saying that we're quiet. Like, I've never been accused of being quiet in my life. So, I can check my... No, no this, this past weekend was the NFL draft, and so half <laughs> of the, you know, programming you turn on TV or the radio is like, let's break down the draft! Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't teams. think anyone came to us for draft analysis, so... No. No. My cousin is a is a is a he's on WGN radio there. Oh and, wow! Nice. Yeah, so he he's been posting stuff, but okay, I don't know what he's is talking. He like an on-air talent or a producer? Yeah, or? yeah he's on oh, air. No. Nice. His name is Gabe. So okay, I will. Uh, I'll have to see if I know. I think I know someone who works like a an overnight job as a producer for WGN radio. Cool. They probably yeah, yeah. They probably know each other. Yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, I usually hang out with him at WrestleMania parties, which haven't really happened the last two years. Yeah, the last couple of years have been kind of dead. Yeah, yeah. So, well, hey, so anyway, family collection. Got a quarterback, though, right? Sure. You know, on paper we have Again. a quarterback. Yeah, you know, we've had lots of quarter quarterbacks on paper before. So it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, but. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to start with a, a well, I already started with the joke. I'll I'll go now with the second joke. My wife doesn't collect anything except garbage in my car. That's that seems to be my wife's favorite thing to collect is is when she uses my car is anytime I come back to my car after she's had it for a couple of days, there's a large amount of garbage in there. And I love my wife dearly and and she lets me use her car on the weekend so I can shuttle the boys around cuz her car's got the car seats in it. But but yeah, there's there's a lot more garbage in my car when I get back into it than than there was when I left. So I'll stop that there. Um, I'm just just venting slightly here. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we could have her on to uh, you know kind of talk about what she what, what she thinks about you and and when you're borrowing her car, right? 
<laughs> oh no, no, because then she could be like, "All right, Phil, let's talk about all the things you actually collect." And the fact that I don't like going in one floor of our house because the basement is just a complete hoarder stash of of you know toys every which direction you look. So so yeah, that's uh, she she is well within her right to make all kinds of criticism and critiques of me, and I very firmly deserve them. Yeah, but my collecting is not it's not 100 percent my fault because my parents are super collectors like my parents have almost every room with a house has a collection of some sorts in it in the family room they've got wild turkey decanters which are like glass sculptures of wild turkeys filled with wild turkey whiskey um, my dad has a bunch of Anheuser-Busch beer steins. That was, that was his collection in the eighties. Um, in the nineties, he started collecting NASCAR, um, like model, you know, kind of model diecast cars. Um, so his whole office is full of NASCAR cars. Um, also in the nineties, both my parents got into department 56 Dickens village. So in the basement, they have a permanent just set up display that my dad wired up and everything to be lit just with the flip of a switch of a whole Christmas village. That's on one side of the basement. The other side basement wall is all uh, Chicago sports memorabilia, Blackhawks, you know, bears, bulls and white socks, pictures, autographed bats, all of that sort of thing. Um, then we go upstairs. My dad's office, as I said, is all the NASCAR things. My the the guest bedroom is where my mom has all her doll collection. So the the thing I would always threaten my friends with anytime they sleep over was like, "Hey, don't be mean to me. Are you gonna have to sleep in the doll room?" Uh, then we moved to my mom's old office, uh, which is now my dad's train room, where he has his whole model train set up and, and model train collection somewhat posted there but he also has a model train club that he belongs to which is an organization that's actually a registered non-for-profit it's a 501c3 not-for-profit that they've set up that they have a warehouse in a small industrial park that they have put a giant model train set up in there so he keeps some of his model trains there so he can run them on their train track i want to go to there yeah yeah it's it's really actually really really awesome um but yeah, that is that is everything my parents collect, and therefore, I have collecting in my blood. There's a um, in Kansas City. They actually have it down at Union Station. Um, they have a setup there with with model trains as well. That the local yeah. like train collecting club has has done that too. So, um, yeah, I feel like uh, I'm kind of a similar story. Like my my grandpa did uh, trains as well. And so he always had uh, had those set up, and my grandpa on the other side was like the guy that always go went to auctions and garage sales and all that, and had like a zillion things. Now on the on the other hand, I know we've done some shows about like what happens or you know what you should do to prepare your collection for like if you pass or someone passes or like what to do. And I feel like being through, you know, going through that, I shouldn't be collecting as much as I do because it's, it's just really hard to kind of go through, you know, everyone's stuff when like when you have a lot of stuff. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I kind of have it in my blood as well for my, um, but, uh, you know, all that Christmas stuff, I feel like that just gets out of hand really quick like you had mentioned about those uh villages and um like we started like my my aunt and uncle started buying us that and like somehow our christmas village has been growing exponentially um for like the last couple of years and i'm really worried what's going to happen here in a few years i remember when my parents started that collection like i was maybe 11 or 12 years old when they started and it was just a few houses that were the, um, uh, you know, the, the main houses and characters from um, um, the Charles Dickens Christmas story. And I can't remember. The name Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Thank you. Um, so, you know, it was like, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge's, you know, house and, and Bob the Cratchit's house and all of that. 
and and so and it's just like the 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 time it took for that thing to expand from it sitting on like one side table in our family room to having a whole wall in the basement permanently built out with this display it was like it was not that long for my parents to to collect all of that so it was uh it was it's it, it was pretty remarkable in, in terms of that and this was pre-ebay days I can sympathize with the Christmas in general and specifically the Christmas village stuff. My mom is a Christmas fanatic and she, my parents met in Germany in the seventies and I'm from there, but I was born in the States. Uh, like I was a ghost hanging around my dad's feet or something. I have memories of Germany that predate my birth. But anyway, that's not the point of the show. Um, <laughs> so my mom started collecting like little German Christmassy things and and the village stuff and doing mail order to like get the village complete or whatever. And then when they discontinued the line that she was collecting, she found one that was in the similar scale. And she has like mountains. It's not a permanent setup. She breaks it out every November, breaks it out and sets it up, and it takes up two walls of her her display room. And it you know with the snow and she hangs little little snowflakes and things and lights from the ceiling and it looks like it's, you know, it's really pretty. Um, but then, you know, so, so everything's in scale and she's got little people on ice figure skating things and lights and all the street lights and all that stuff. And then I guess the next line that she had been working on got discontinued. So now she's, she just added in the Harry Potter collection. So now there's like a, a Hogwarts a and a, yeah. And a green gods with a dragon on top yeah. and all, all the stuff. The Diagon Alley and all the things. So there's like Christmas Village, Christmas Village, Christmas Village, Christmas Village. Oh my God, what is this? And then in every room of her house at Christmas time, for you know the month before and the month after, she has different themed rooms, different trees, different ornaments for the tree, different themed rooms for every room in her house. So Christmas is her thing. She also collects uh, precious moments. She was doing those in the eighties. The little Little, little dudes, little, little I forgot horses. about those things. Yeah, she's got a a few hundred of them, like like a wall full of them, and the big dolls. And we went to uh, I used to live in Arkansas for a little bit, and in Missouri, there was the Sam Butcher Precious Moments Museum and Chapel. It was like a the Precious Moments like tourist trap, and they had exclusive stuff there. So we took a road trip the precious moments thing and she bought all the exclusive stuff and some of that's expensive now and a lot of it's not no uh but her dad like lucas you were mentioning your granddad that went to auctions and garage sales and just bought everything that was my mom's dad he bought everything he had a collection of stamps he had a collection of coins he had a collection of guns he had a collection of newspapers like important newspapers just just stuff and when he died uh they went through all of his stuff, and he had he he filled the basement with all of his stuff, filled the upstairs with all of his stuff, and they built a, a detached garage so he could put more stuff in there. So I sympathize with that, like except I only do Transformers and Mask and Motu and GI Joe and Brave. <laughs> yeah, and my dad he collects things. But it's mostly like personal things, letters. He has every document he's ever gotten all filed away, nice and neat and whatever. So I, I think I have a, a blend of both my parents, like my mom, like just going ham on whatever her collection is. And my dad's like trying to precisely file the important stuff. Yes. Christmas. Yeah, I did forget one other collection my dad has. Um, and this one is also outside. It is their Christmas outdoor, you know, decorations for like just oh, the, my parents live on an acre. And so the, the whole front yard around Christmas time is all filled with blow mold Christmas decorations um, that my dad pretty much takes the entire month of November to to set up. And uh, yeah, they, they, they he's won awards for it. 
So last year was the first year they had it synced to, to music and, and you would turn into a radio station. They had a mini broadcaster for uh, playing music as you would drive by and you could listen to Trans-Siberian Orchestra and see all the lights blink you know, accordingly to that. So, so yeah, the amount of, of specifically blow mold Christmas decorations that my dad has fills an entire shed in our backyard. That's really cool. I like yeah. seeing stuff like that. Like I, I like driving the kids around to see stuff like that. And you see it less and less now. So that's it's neat to see. Not everyone does it anymore. Not everyone see, decorates as much as they used to. See, that's the thing. Like around here last year, I feel like a lot more people decorated in 2020. Well, last year was a special case because everyone was yeah. home. They could plot. They could plan their strategy. You know, it wasn't like we're working all the time. I mean, you're yeah, working, yeah. but you're working from yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if 21 will have as, as much if the blocks will be as well lit up as they were in 2020 it'll be interesting so, to see i hope it like yeah. reinvigorated that spirit not like you know like competitive but like all of us let's all let's all do something and make the neighborhood look nice for christmas it'll be fun yeah or for the holidays yeah just just light things up because once you get to january it's just it's, it, all right florida is not the case but in illinois you know january is just cold and dark and depressing so at least december having all those lights it's like oh this is nice this is pretty yeah because going back to football you know illinois in in january is like hey the bears just lost and the bulls and blackhawks are eh. so um yeah this stinks huddles i have huddles figures do you remember Huddles figures? No, I don't. Okay, mid early to mid eighties, there it was. A, it was a, a series of anthropomorphic, like football dudes, and they had a series of books that accompanied them, and a series of dolls that accompanied them. And I have. Okay, I think I remember. They were like like sort of um, like pudgy versions, like if Pat Lee drew. Uh, football mascots. They're chunky. They yeah, marshmallowy. Yeah, if they, yeah. If they, they look like uh, like. I'm thinking like through the filter of eighties, but if you, if you ran your, your mascots through the, the cabbage patch of fire. Yes. Yes. I out. do remember yeah. those now. Yeah. I have the, uh, the bear doll. And then there was a bear cheer, a bear's cheerleader doll. And okay. then I have a couple of the books. And then for one of the book fair things that we did in, in 86 or 87, I dressed up like a coach just so I could carry around my, my bear stuff. So that's another mini baby collection. Those things, yeah, I don't think they took off because no one knows what they are. No, <laughs> no. Even like a hardcore collector like myself had to like drag the bottom reaches of my brain to remember that. They're in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nerfles. Do you remember Nerfles? It sounds familiar. Okay, yeah. So those are ones. That's another collection my dad had briefly in the eighties and. It was only around for a couple of years. It was they were by Tomy. They were called Nerfles, but they weren't like Nerf related. They were they were released by Tomy in the U.S. and they were heads that you could they, they bounced and you could put a hat or hair on them and they had a little body that you could pluck them in, and then you could swap the heads out into vehicles or other bodies. And there were like play sets that were all modular with ramps and stuff. They were only around like eighty five, eighty six, I believe. And then he had that collection, like he got the whole set except for one, which I have here. And uh, it was a mail order figure. And, and then there was a second wave that wasn't released, but around 2008, 2009, like, like proof uh, uh, test shots and things like showed up on eBay by the dozens. And I missed all of them. Yay. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, and those command stupid amounts of money. But yeah. then when my parents got divorced, he took the collection and he got he displayed it in his house when he lived by himself but then when he got remarried he put it in his office and then he got in trouble for putting it in his office so now it's in a box somewhere why did he get in trouble because his wife didn't want him to put up anything that his ex-wife bought him oh shh those kind of dynamics yeah it's fun yeah but yeah i feel like that you know when people are like oh you're into transformers or whatever and and they kind of look at you a, a little bit differently. Like, not necessarily the people that are collectors, but, um, you know, just... Um, oh, I lost half that sentence there. Yeah, a lot, both, both of us. They look at you a little differently. Um, look, look, like... 
well, like where, you know, certain people might look at you differently, but like, I feel like pretty much everyone collects something, you know, so it may not necessarily be Transformers. It might be, you know, like you said, like trading cards or Nerfles or Christmas stuff like decorations or, you know, beer steins or just whatever, whatever it may be. So like that, that's the thing is, is I feel like that everybody kind of has their lane that they, they get in. Um, you know, with it. And, and a lot of it is from our childhoods and whatnot, too. So, Yeah, I, I did forget my dad also collected baseball cards through the 70s and the 80s. So, so yeah. Yeah, my dad has a lot of collections. <laughs> like, just listing them all out. It's like, wow. Yeah. He's got a lot. Like, I'm giving him a run for his money and probably have surpassed him in just, like, sheer number of things I have. But it's just like... Wow. Yeah. That is, that is where I get that. Like I remember as a kid, um, the Technobots had just come out and I don't think I had ever seen them before. And I saw Afterburner at a service merchandise and was like, <clears throat> and next Afterburner, I, I think was like first aid. And at the time, I think I had maybe two of the, the, uh, um, uh, Protectobots. And my dad was just like, I was like, like, I'm buying Afterburner. Just, 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 just shut up and take my money as a six-year-old, whatever it was. And uh, my dad's like, but you got to finish the Protectobots. You, you got, you got three of them. There's a fourth one here. Why aren't you finishing the Protectobots? Like, because future motorcycle thing that is just amazing. But it was like this whole idea that you need to finish the collection. Like that was, that was something that like my parents told me. But I feel like if I said that to my son today, my wife would just be like, why would you put that idea in his head? Why would you, why would you program him to think he needs to finish a collection? Cause like, you know, in the eighties, there seemed like there would be a finite end to this. And then we realized that no, there is, there is no ending. It keeps going. So, Which Nick yeah. loves just, he's not here, but just, just to bring him up. Nick loves that it's never going to end. Right. <laughs> yeah. My wife, on the other hand, is just like, when will this end? Like, no. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I talked about that before. Like when classics came out, you know, I don't know. How, what is that? 15 years ago now? Um, yeah. and, and it came out and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll just get these few, honey. Don't, don't worry. You know, and. She was like, when's, when's it going to end? And, you know, that was 15 years ago. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There is no ending. And, and I don't think any parents saw back then that, that it wouldn't ever end. Because in the 80s, you know, our parents, our parents, like, the stuff that they collected ended. Like, G.I. Joe ended definitively, you know, for, for decade plus, I want to say. You know, maybe it existed in some it form. They no. had Super Joe. There was a middling era where it was like Adventures of Joe, and then they shrank yeah. him down to about eight inches, and it was like Super Joe and Friends, and then that went away, and then it was gone for about five years altogether before okay. Real American Hero picked up. Yeah, but but there there at least seemed to be, and like there was nowhere near even even in our, when our parents were growing up to the volume of stuff that came out in the eighties. Like the eighties far surpassed the volume, and now we far surpassed the volume of the eighties. So, yeah, for, for a parent of a child in the 80s say, well, why don't you try and finish that collection? It seemed like a feasible task. Um, and it was like when my parents would talk about it as a kid to me, it wasn't like I would want to buy something new. And they're like, no, why don't you finish this other collection first? And, and you know, you can't start another collection. You know, I, I, I you know, they, they wouldn't let me buy other toy lines because, you know, no, no silver hawks because you you've decided you're going to go Transformers and GI Joe. I can I can relate to that somewhat. I got random one offs, like I got eighty five. I got some Wheeled Warriors, a couple things. Eighty six. I got I had actually had a mask birthday, so that was the theme for that birthday. Uh, Transformers were eighty six Christmas. He Man was eighty three Christmas. I mean, so there, there were like thematic things, but my mom was really good about 
my mom's a you know she likes sets and we do the same thing with with the kids now if, if you're into a thing for your birthday or for christmas this year you're gonna get pretty much the assortment that's out now just finish it so i was able to get 87 i got all joe's 87 was the christmas of joe's so i got most of the vehicles for that year not the defiant was, there was a line <laughs> you know all the smaller vehicles battle force 2000 all the normal carded guys and and a couple of middling size vehicles, but like an 86 was, was transformers and stuff. So, and mask. So I got like most of the runs for that particular year. So there was some, I mean, there was line hopping, but it came in seasons or waves, I guess. I don't know. I lost my train of thought there. Yep. That's what I did. So like with transformers collecting, like how many local friends do you have? the collect transformers and like, do you think that you would be as into them as you are if it wasn't for like the internet and social media? No, I got introduced to Paul through, um, another guy. And so Chicago's got, um, you know, a good size group of guys that are pretty rabid transformer collectors. Um, you know, there's a pretty tight knit group of us. Um, obviously there's, we're not the only ones that, that collect transformers. We know there's, you know, other guys, um, there's, there's Facebook groups that we belong to for, for collectors who are kind of into transformers, but kind of into, you know, wrestling and Marvel legends and all the other stuff. Um, but I remember when I first met up with those dudes and I was just like, unless it's a Titan scale thing, I don't want to spend more than a hundred bucks on a toy. And like, you know, you can see on the shelf behind me, the, the, the MP style toys that are just like, yeah, there's, there's, you know, the vast majority of these shelves are over a hundred dollars per figure. And it's just like, I broke that rule very quickly, uh, you know, based upon the peer pressure after hanging out with this group. So yeah, they, uh, they, Paul and, and his crew very, very heavily influenced me. And it, it, I went along willingly because like, yeah, these are awesome. I, I, I do want these things. And, you know, fortunately for me, my income was increasing at the time and I can afford it. Um, but, but yeah, I probably can place some blame on those dudes for, uh, Serge and Paul and some of those other guys for how far down this rabbit hole I've gone. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I would not have been into it as much as I have just because, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I might've, I know that there's, um, you know, the local comic con and whatnot, uh, and I met some of the guys uh, there, but, um, you know, getting into it at the level that, you know, that we have, I don't think there's any way I would have done that if it had not been for, uh, you know, the social media and, and, and all that type of thing. And I think a lot of the local collectors I have met, like you, Phil, have been, you know, people that I've met on social media, um, <clears throat> you know, just because... Obviously, everyone has different hobbies and things like that. So, um, in my local area, I was afraid to talk to anybody for years, decades. Um, yeah, uh, but I worked at a used toy store. I used to skip school and go to this used toy store, and the proprietor would let me hang out. And she was uh, she had some mobility issues, so I would help sort toys. Cause I knew all the, I knew every accessory to every toy line from the eighties. Cause that was just how my brain worked and, 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 you know, move boxes around and, and set things up on the thing and she would pay me in toys. So I would talk to anyone that came in looking for transformers. Um, so I was able to build a small network in the nineties and I'm still friends with most of those guys. A couple of them disappeared forever. Uh, but I still know and, and, and interact with most of those guys today. Um, in the two thousands and on, I don't know. Yeah, but there was about 15 years there where I just didn't didn't talk to anybody because I was just like in my head, and but I was still collecting, so I was like buying everything. I I've been buying everything I possibly can since the early 90s, since you know allowance and stuff, uh, and and driving myself to get everything because I made a promise to myself in 1984, staring at that fold out poster that I'm gonna have every one of these one day. So, brain. Um, but it wasn't until I, I won't say it increased my purchasing but it did increase my avenues for purchase so i was able to 
you know, I, I have all these new contacts and, and things over the past, de- uh, not decade, eight years or so. 2013 is when I came out and was just like, I'm going to talk to everybody. I'm going to talk to everybody. And I don't care if they think I'm freaking crazy because I kind of am. And that's just, they're going to have to deal with it. And, uh, and most people do. Most people are, are great about my, 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 my quirks. Um, I like transformers and I like talking transformers like a whole lot. So as far as local guys now, there, there are a couple guys that I've, I've, reconnected with or or met semi recently that have been really great and then there are a couple of local guys that are straight scalpers and i don't like them um and they know that i'm the the wiggy transformers guy who's i'm not here to buy all of the red line things like six of them so i can resell them at the flea market i just want one of each and i want to talk about how this figure is cool or not or whatever yeah robots Wait, one of each? I thought it was like one to open and one to keep sealed, right? Depends on the figure. I'm not opening those red things. Oh, okay. If they come out with a red Zaron, or they come out with a red Alpha Trion, or they come out with a red, I don't know, some some somebody else scrounge like a like a mm-hmm. scrounge that looks like comic book scrounge. I'll 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 buy it there. But red Prime RC, she's staying in the box. Right. That's the only one of those that I've been tempted to get because I feel like she is you, – you, you don't have a toy that as accurately represents her on the screen as the red one does. But, yeah, the red Optimus Prime, the red Megatron, the red Soundwave, like I, I've got toys that look just as good and they actually transform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would go for a full run of red line Fembots. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Or Super yeah. Seven, yeah. Or Super Seven. Bring on Nautica. Where's my Nautica? Where's my Velocity? Yeah. Just let's 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 do it. Well, I've I've been really surprised that um, uh, with those model kits from Flame Toys that they haven't done more of those. I mean, <clears throat> and maybe they will. Um, I know Windblade is uh, is one that's coming out. Like, uh, or did it come out already? I can't remember. I. The really pace on those slowed down either. considerably. I'll, I'll say that down. much. Yeah, but I do know, like I saw a lot of those on clearances at some of the bunch of the toy websites. So I don't know if the numbers were what they were looking for on them. Yeah, yeah, that could be. I mean, I I feel like part of it is again that there's been so much at one time that it's kind of come out. So you know, the fact that like Hasbro's doing this red line now. And there's some other examples in Super 7 and, and whatnot. So I think that, you know, there's plenty of different things for people to uh, to collect. And so some of the stuff where, you know, when it first came out, you're like, oh, yeah, this looks great. Like, you know, that, uh, you know, people may not necessarily be as into the line as is what they once were. So. And I think sometimes, too, like people like me, where you might buy one kit just to see what you think about it. And then you decide, ah, I don't know if I have the time or just whatever and you get out. So, Well, tastes change. Priorities change. That goes with any of the, the sublines, whether it's the Flame Toy stuff or, or just Siege and Earthrise and Kingdom. You, you, how many times can we buy a Wheeljack before you're just like, <sighs> I love Wheeljack. But, you know, other collectors might not want Siege Wheeljack. Netflix Wheeljack, Kingdom Repackage Wheeljack, or or whatever, Red Wheeljack if he comes out. That's that's not me saying that there's one coming out. I'm just saying, you know, just gee whiz. Right, right. So, I think I, one I was... of the things that's interesting. Go ahead, Lucas. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, Phil. I think one of the things that I found kind of interesting is that you know I've been you know reading and collecting comics for you know almost as long as I've been reading uh, collecting transformer stuff. Um, my comic book shop, you don't have as many people standing around and chit chatting. And I don't know if that's just my comic book shop or comic book shops in general. Now my comic book shop that I go to is, is a pretty large one. They've got a big gaming section, a big pop section, you know, they've got model kits. And and so, you, you know, any person who's walking in there, there's a pretty good chance they're not in there for the same thing that you are. So, mm-hmm. you know, there isn't as much chit chatting, but almost every time I walk into one of the collectible toy stores, like people are there to just kind of hang out and, and, and shoot the shit. And honestly, it was kind of 
you know, with, with, you know, COVID and everything, it was kind of like, oh, you got to like limit capacity and you kind of got to shuffle people out. I mean, I get it. You still want to, you know, run a business and do all that. But that was something that the, the toy shops were, were much, much more places to just talk about your fandom and talk about your collection and what you liked and seeing something that someone else was buying, like, Oh, that's, that's not a toy line I've gotten into. Or like I've seen pictures of that, but I haven't seen them in person. Man, that's, that's neat. Like, I don't, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I can see why you have chosen to. So, yeah, I mean, it's again, toys are more tightly knit. Um, but you know, I don't collect wrestling toys, but I can still appreciate, you know, a, a decent looking wrestling toy. Fun, fun. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I was just gonna say, fun sidebar. Uh, I've been, I, I'm into, I make Joe customs too, and there's a lot of like dudes that do casts of like wrestlers' heads, which mm-hmm. work really well for just rando one-off cannon fodder characters, or for you know ones that Hasbro reuse the same head multiple times. And you're like, no, 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 no. You're supposed to have different heads. Uh, you get the Mrs. Head now. Boop. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, I, I was going to say, I, I feel like comic books is one of those things where, you know, it was a lot bigger, you know, back in the day. And then people, I feel like, have transitioned to, like, physical objects more, I guess, than it, it, it really seems like. That, um, you know, even when you see a lot of the Comic-Cons and whatnot, you don't see people buying comics. You you see them buying, you know, statues or pops or you know, <clears throat> various toys and, and, and things like that too. So, well, I think some of that comes from the fact that, that comics have so successfully uh, overall made the jump to the big screen. And, and now it's like, not just, I mean, in the nineties, yeah, everyone was into, everyone was into comics and then it fell out in 95, 96, whatever, when the market fell apart. Uh, but now that everything is, you know, everyone has knows who Iron Man is. Everyone knows who uh, Groot is, you know, whereas, 15 years ago they might not have it wouldn't it wasn't in the cultural zeitgeist so people are collecting these things now and they want a physical representation because that better represents who the character is to them as opposed to i have a comic in a drawer somewhere that has Groot in it or whoever their their flavor is you know i i think just the way comics are thought of culturally is is changed dramatically in the last 12 years it has been interesting to see a resurgence in the last couple of years of the comic book collectible market, because that was something that fell off significantly after the nineties. And then in the last two or three years, maybe, maybe longer, I'm not, I, I just recently became aware of the, the recent variant cover, you know, resurgence and, and like how high price some of these newer books are coming. And it's just like, wait, what? The stuff is worth money again. And, and I don't know if that's a 2020 bubble kind of deal. Or if that's, you know, like the, the new reality of, of, you know, yeah, there's there's collector's markets for comic books again. I, I think that comes in waves. Right now we're in a good spot uh, with lots of fun variant covers and lots of, like, good output. If if, if I wish Nick were on this one because he would, he would speak to where the comics market is specifically because he's got lots of, lots of uh, insider uh, knowledge on that. But, uh I think we're, you know, it, it comes in waves. It, it ebbs and flows, yeah. and, and and I think we're just in a, in a good spot right now, especially because of, and it sounds stupid, but because of COVID, people have time to sit at the house and reread their comics or order new comics, you know? Shops are open. They'll, like you said, they've got capacity limits and all that. You can still go in, mask on, buy your books, and then roll out. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to stick around, stick around and chit-chat in most, most cases, but you can still get in, get your books, and go home and enjoy them. Well, you know, I'm always amazed to, like myself, like, you know, those, as much as I'm into Transformers, a lot of the stuff I kind of, like, I kind of miss and don't even realize, like, what is crazy hot. Like, I know Paul will ask me that, or Phil, or whatever. Like, you're like, oh, did you get this Marvel Legends or something? And you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that, you know, that was a thing. Um, but, uh, I had a recent example where my kids really wanted, there's some Fortnite comic book that came out with Batman, I think. Mm-hmm. And 
like my kid was like, hey, you know, can you get this for me? Sure, no problem, buddy. I'll run down to the comic shop, shop and uh, go get it. So I went down when the day that it came out and my the comic shop's like, oh, yeah, no, we sold out like immediately, like right when right when they opened and, and all that. So it's like I had to like kind of go back and tell my kids like, sorry, uh, you know, I I didn't realize this was coming out, so I didn't put it on my poll list and and all that type of thing. So um, let's get out the Comicsology app on Daddy's tablet and read it there. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that like uh, you got a skin with it if you oh. like if you did the thing. So that I think that was probably why my kids wanted it. Uh, yeah, you know, or whatever too. So, but. Uh, I- my local shop when it's like free comic book day or whatever like it the line goes around the block and people are not just getting you know the five or six free books because you got to be cool don't don't grab one of every free book grab your five or six but they're also buying boxes of stuff so collecting i don't i don't know that everyone's like out about it or or they they might say that oh i'm a whatever collector but they, they might not fully be revealing what what it is they're doing so it's not just limited to us or to our families uh it's out there people are collecting stuff a lot there is a scene in the the 21 jump street movie with channing tatum and um uh the the, i forget the the other actor's name in that movie the super bad guy yes yes the guy from super bad where like they go back to, to high school and they point at some guy and they're just like, Oh, like we're going to be the cool guy jocks, whatever. We're going to make fun of the other kids. And, and they call him, you know, a, 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 a homophobic slur. And like, they're like, yeah, I, I, I am gay. Why are you making it? Why, why, why are you saying it like that? And it's just, I, I feel like the idea of saying like, I, I'm a geek has almost, and I think in a lot of, uh, you know, areas kind of gotten to that point as well, or it's like, you know, you, not everyone is, but you have a large enough, large enough demographic of people who are that it's like, you're not ostracized as much as you were. Like there, there was a dude in my office in my last job. was like, I've never seen any of the Marvel movies. And I'm like, George, you're in the minority. Like, you're not like the dude who's too cool to see all this. Like, there are billions of people who have seen at least one of those movies. So for you to say you haven't seen a single one of them, you're, you're the outsider. Kitty agrees. Yes. Yes. But, and and that's true. But, and, but uh, like, I, I guess maybe flip side, maybe not. You'll see people that'll have like, they have six pops in their collection. Like, Oh my God, I'm such a nerd. And it's like, (laughs) maybe, maybe you might think you are. You're a nerd curious. and you're nerd, yeah, nerd curious. There you go. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're going to collect something, you want. If you even just want to dabble, put your toe in on the on the pops or the comics or the Transformers, or you don't have to go completely, you know, batshit on it. Just have fun. Collect what you want to collect. If you want to collect, I mean, trains, I think are great. That's that's one that I cannot get into because I will want to make a room for trains. I will want to build mountains and put lights and do all the things. I had a friend in junior high and high school, and that his parents split up and that was like their weekend project was he and his dad would work on the train set. They never finished it, but it was nice. Like as far as they got before they took it all down, I was like, wow, this is really, really impressive. So mm, I've got the transformer Tyco train set. It's not, not, not as, you know, involved. Yeah. I really want to take some of like my Marvel legends toys down to my dad's train club and take pictures. Like I, I want to recreate, the Jim Lee 1990s X-Men number one cover, like in the mountain spaces that they've built for his train club. And I'm pretty, I've got the Marvel legends to do it. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I could do a fairly decent job. I, I probably couldn't get all the perspectives, right. Of, of recreating that, uh, that iconic, uh, multi, you know, panel. Cover. Well, yeah. It's like six. Is it six or seven? Uh, I think it's four. Was it four? Uh, it was four With Magneto doing like this. Yeah, Magneto yeah. doing that was the last one. Cyclops, Wolverine, and Iceman was the the one next to that. Then you had Colossus, Jean Grey, um, and I think Archangel was uh, on that one. And then the other one was like Storm and 
rogue and and whatnot the first two i think i'm jumbling up the characters the 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 third one and the last one where it was cyclops wolverine and Iceman, and then magneto on the last one are probably the three that stand out the most in people's minds okay okay i'm just misremembering. and at that time it was still wolverine in the brown and yellow costume yep. and it was like by because most people think of the 80 or the 90s x-men and they think of the 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 black and yellow and blue underpants Wolverine, but he hadn't gone back to that costume yet for, for maybe like six, seven months after that first issue came out. So he yeah, still had, had the brown. Yep. They had the asteroid M stuff and then they had the Omega red stuff and then he switched outfits. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was at the start of the Omega red arc that he switched outfits. So um, that was issue five. Maybe. I feel like there was something in between there, but yeah, it was somewhere around there. And I was just, I was slightly confused with that storyline because the storyline starts off with like, well, Talking you know, right. But th- there was also something about like, they like took Wolverine's mask and left it behind to either like blackmail him or something like, Oh, I don't wear that mask anymore. Like, wait, you just were wearing that mask. You don't, you're not, when did you switch? Ma- I, I must've missed that issue. So Yeah. Yeah. Go down to the train club. Take the picture. <laughs> I want to see. I, I once all the COVID stuff lifts, I I will likely try and do that. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So again, I've got I've got the Marvel Legends. When we did the uh, Microcasters ex- episode for Expanse, I had them all lined up here over my shoulder. So yeah, um, the Mar- Marvel Legends has done a really awesome job in the last three or four years of just like, hey. Um, a lot of the people buying these are in their like thirties and forties and and they have got a real soft spot for those nineties costumes. Like let's just make all of them. And it's just like, well, money, 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 toys, toys, toys. So yeah. Yeah. They've, they've only, they've, they've finished that X-Men team. They're close to finishing that X-Force team. They're close to finishing that X-Factor team. And it's just like, yeah, just, just, just give it to me. Just, just give it to me. Give me my feral. Give me my X Force feral. Back to what my parents said. I need to finish that collection. I need to finish that team. Well, X Pants uh, did not have that same fate as, as some of those Marvel Legends. He does not seem yeah. to be uh, selling quite as well. He he went on clearance. X Pants was half off. Still half is. off X Pants. Yeah. There's, so. there's a lot of jokes that come to mind with that. <laughs> if, you, if you want some X pants, but uh, Zaldra in the chat says uh, that uh, you know when the train bots come out, that uh, you can make a nice train room with those guys. So okay, okay. So my <laughs> my Diaclone train bots, my Headmasters train bots, my Zone train bots, or are we talking the Moon Studio ones, or the 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 the, the masterpiece ones that are coming? What about the I'm RID assuming ones? they're referring to the oh, masterpiece the ones that are coming yeah. out, or whatever, like whatever the Takara ones are that those unnamed ones that, like, have there been any updates on those? They did a slight update, I think, in Figure King or something. They just made a little, it was a little blurb, like, "Don't forget, this is coming out, you guys." The show that where they were supposed to have the big reveal didn't happen for obvious reasons, right. but don't forget about it because it's it's happening. Yeah, because I definitely would like to see more more train bots, and that, that's one thing I don't know why they Hasbro hasn't done more of. I don't know because Americans just... don't care about trains. Typically, Americans they they don't live on trains, they don't commute by train. Most of us Americans right. don't right. give a hoot. They want to see Optimus Prime doing things and Bumbletown doing whatever. And yeah, those of us like, who do live by trains. The... But, but those of us who do live by trains, it's just like they're boring looking now. Trains aren't cool looking like they, you know, used to be back in the day. Like Thomas the Tank Engine, like the, you know, and all the different characters in Thomas, those those would look like interesting trains. Now it's just like this, you know, how many millions of Americans use some mass transit, like you know, the subway or the CTA or whatever they have in your city. But those silver are not box. interesting. Yes, yes, yeah. a silver tube. Oh, there's a collection that my, uh, well, Lucas, you saw, he, he, I told him goodnight before, just for, just as the show was starting. Silver tubes? Uh, no silver tubes, but, uh, okay. my kiddo, before he got into Transformers, uh, he was on, he was on Thomas and he had everything except Charlie. We couldn't find Charlie in the proper assortment, but he had like 
40 of the freaking things and tracks and stuff and Imaginext. He had like all of the superhero Imaginext from like 2009 to 2014. And then he, at six years old, was like, I'm going to sell all this. I don't want this collection of stuff anymore. So he sold all of it on, and I helped him on eBay. And he made hundreds of dollars. Wow. And then he bought a bunch of Transformers. And it was like, okay, pretty sweet. It's not a bad deal. My my kids uh, did not do the same thing. So we, we still have a bunch of our um, Thomas uh, trains. And I think there was a Disney show, too. I can't remember what it was called. There have been a couple train shows. And, and yeah, like I've got my older son. And then I've got a one-year-old who will likely start playing with the Thomas trains in the very near future. So if we did decide to sell them off, like I don't know which one would would get the money that that's a, a tough thing I, I should probably just keep it myself then um you know um zaldron you know said that uh steam engines are cool diesels are not like you know i i don't know if you guys with the thomas thing saw like there's the movie like day of the diesel like the diesel engines in the thomas you know whole world were the bad guys for the most part there were some good guy diesels but a lot of the diesels were were the bad guys so so uh, you know i think uh, i think you're right there zaldron yeah diesels are not cool they're they're mean they kidnap other trains but but again that's the thing i feel like there's this whole like kid market that had Thomas, you know, or and whatever, and if <clears throat> if they would just like release Transformers, like that are trains, I could see them kind of being the next step. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm just. I could see that in like a Rescue Bots sort of thing. You yeah, know, I would buy that too. Yeah. I mean, that's the one of the reasons I want to get the the fans toy Thomas is because he turns into that steam engine. So, so, so Phil, I, I, do you think you're going to be able to get your kids into Transformers? My son is. My older son is. Um, you know, he has ones that he, you know, are his favorites. He likes when we build the big cities, you know, in the, in the living room when we get, like, all the city bots up and, you know, connect all of that stuff. Um, you know, when, when he has money, when he has cash, he's buying typically power rangers or like vast vast majority is legos you know some power ranger stuff he likes um for him he doesn't have to buy transformers because guess what i'm buying it um so he he doesn't you know and and the vast majority of the stuff i buy i let him play with unless it's like third party or masterpiece um but uh, yeah i mean he's he's into it he'll he's watched a lot of the transformer shows um you know, but his his big thing is Ninjago. Ninjago is his uh, is his main, um, you know, tap into the veins right now kind of thing. So, and, and he knows a lot about Ninjago. Like he's got you know, like one of those Ninjago Lego like source book kind of things, and he's yeah. you know looked through that dozens of times over. And uh, yeah, you know, he 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 likes some of the you know star wars legos and batman legos and we're reading harry potter so he likes those a bit now too but like it's it is it is ninjago and and that's a show that's been on for 10 years now so that's got a a good chunk of um you know product that's out there to the point that they are doing like re-releases they're doing new versions of you know lego sets that came out eight years ago lego's making new versions of some of those sets um, you know, cause you can watch all of Ninjago on Netflix. So my son can go and watch, uh, you know, for him, he doesn't know that if he's watching, um, you know, a Ninjago episode from eight years ago, that to find that toy is going to be like, yeah, that's a, a, you know, $300 set on eBay now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, my kids had that same issue with Power Rangers, um, where like they were all on Netflix and, um, like they'd be like, Oh dad, can I have that toy or whatever? And you're like, no, I'm sorry because it's, you know, some ridiculous price on eBay or I can't even find it at all. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's the thing that's kind of tough, uh, with this like whole Netflix thing. Um, yeah. My son likes the, you know, I've bought him some and he's bought himself some of the, the Hasbro lightning collection and Hasbro's done a good job with that line of doing, 
power ranges from throughout the decades of that show. So like, I don't know yeah. why my son got hooked on this one so much, but like power Rangers SPD is like one of the shows that he's watched the most of. And then he's got almost that entire team. Um, and I think that show is from like 15 years ago or so is when that one first aired. Um, so yeah, that, that's a team that he's, you know, really likes. So um, I just found the pink ranger form for a pretty good price at the, the local toy store. Um, mm. so below retail, I was very happy for that. So, um, but, but yeah, that Hasbro, at least from that standpoint has done a good job of allowing folks to buy toys for shows that haven't, you know, actually aired or, uh, anything for, you know, in some cases, 25 years. So what other, what other things are your, your kids into Lucas? Oh, I, I think my kids are in everything that's not Transformers. I don't know. They watched a lot of that stuff years ago, or at least my oldest did. Um, and so he consumed all of G1 and Beast Wars. And then it was kind of, but that's kind of like the story with a lot of them. Like they went through a Ninjago phase and a Thomas phase and a Paw Patrol phase and like all that kind of thing. And then, <clears throat> um, yeah, so like they went through the Transformers phase and they're kind of done with it. Um, so yeah, so now they're like into you know more into Pokemon and you know different uh, anime stuff that's on um, you know Netflix and whatnot and and, and all that. So it's um, you know like I don't know. I know, I know Peter sometimes is like, oh man, I wish I wish my kids were into Transformers is is what yours is. Mine is like my oldest, she lives with her mom and transformers are banned in that household. Um, which whatever, uh, she used to collect monster high. Uh, and then that all got disappeared in a move. They moved from one place to another and all the monster high stuff disappeared. My middle, the boy, he loves transformers. He has, I mean, if, if I met him when I was his age, I would have been completely blown away by his collection. Completely, I mean, he, I mean he, he missed Metroplex out of, like, classics-type stuff. And when he gets a new character that, that is a character that he already has, he'll pick which one he likes the best. Uh, you know, Trailbreaker versus Trailbreaker. I'm sorry, Trailbreaker versus Trail Cutter. Blur versus Blur. And he's like, nope, this one's got to go. And he sells it. And then recoups and buys another Transformer. And he's he's read most of the IDW, old IDW stuff. He's seen... Mm -hmm all the cartoons all the way through now he hasn't watched like rescue bots or rescue bots academy like he's seen all the master force victory all that stuff he's wow. he's seen it all um he and he can rattle stuff off and he's into pokemon and he's into he watches what's, what's that um uh, film theory and game theory he's just a sponge and he can rattle all like he, mr obscure reference i i i, I struggle to keep up I'm impressed every day by that kid. And then the youngest, she, she likes, she collects like latex appliances to put on her face to make it look like she's horribly disfigured. So we'll come home and she'll have like her throat torn out or her face ripped off or something, which is great. It's hilarious. But yeah, he's into transformers and I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my son did the Thomas phase and the Paw Patrol phase. And, you know, the Ninjago phase is stuck around the longest. I feel for, for my son that Ninjago's for him is like Transformers has been for me. Like, I feel like, you know, with the amount of, of like, at least half of his life, Ninjago's been the thing of just like, this is my, this is my jam. And so I feel like, you know, in his 20s, he's going to be like, Dude, let me let me track down some of these Ninjago sets I built as a kid. Let me see if my parents still have those, or let me let me find one of these on whatever the form of eBay is at the time. Or I'm sure it'll just be like a VR chip he puts into his brain so he can recreate the sensation of building that uh, that Lego Ninjago set. But um, yeah, they're they're uh, that's that is you know the, the, what I see with him with Ninjago is what I saw probably with myself with Transformers at that same age. Mm -hmm. Like it's it gets annoying at times that he'll be watching it. And it's like, dude, it's time for dinner. He's like, let me just finish this episode. I'm like you've seen this episode six times. You know what happens. 
you don't need to you don't I'm not going to wait and pause having dinner because you need to finish an episode you've already seen six times. But this part is really cool and I know what happens, but it's fun to see it. It is. And guess what? You can pause it. It's on Netflix. This is not this is not back in the day when I'm watching something on, you know, you know, Disney afternoon. And if I if I walk away from this right now, I might never see this again. Like if I don't finish this episode of Gargoyles, who knows the next time it'll be on. But, but yeah, he can pause it, go eat dinner, and come back, and boom, it's magically still there. Yeah, that, I mean, I think that's the thing that's, you know, different nowadays compared to then, is is that, uh, you know, you can watch whatever you want and consume it however you want and, you know, all that. So, um, yeah, like, my, my kid is a little sponge as well, where he just... You know, whatever the new thing is, that's what he, you know, likes to, to watch and and check out and all that. So, Has it but. been jarring for you or your kids when, like, things go off streaming? Like, Lucas, they just took a bunch of the Power Rangers off of Netflix. Have your boys been like, what, where did this go? Why isn't it there anymore? Yeah, there's been a little bit of that. Um, gosh, I can't remember what it was. But there's been a few things where... You know, the, my, my oldest was like, oh, you know, I really wanted to watch this and I didn't get a chance to see it all and, and whatever. And I'm just like, you know, sorry, like, you know, what can, what can you do? So, I mean, it kind of depends on what it is too. Like if I can find the DVD set or something cheap enough, then I'll get it. But otherwise I'm like, you know. I just, I feel like I'm paying for so many streaming services that when like a show does leave a streaming service, I'm just like, whoa, wait, I, I you know, give, give that back. Like the, the real Ghostbusters was on Netflix for a while and then they took right. it off and I'm just like, I don't have to sit there. I mean, I, I can sit there on YouTube and watch like, you know, the three, ep, you know, clips of the, the episode 10 minutes at a time to get a full episode or maybe I'll find the full episode on YouTube. But it's like, that's. That's super freaking annoying, especially when you're doing it on a television versus on a tablet or, or a you know phone. But it's just like when it was there, just like scroll through. Yep, click this one, watch it all. Scroll through, find another one, click and watch it. Like, you know, it's it's almost it's almost more painful for for you know my son and I when we're watching a show that is streaming when it does get taken off of streaming because it's like. It was all right there at my fingertips, and now it's it's what? Why can't I have it at my fingertips anymore? It's it's it's, uh, it's more frustrating, I would say. See, that's why I like my favorite shows. I'll just buy the Blu-ray or DVD or whatnot, um, and then never watch it. You know, once I yeah, yeah. My wife, I don't think if I if I showed up at the house with like a Blu-ray or or you know DVD set, it showed up in the door, you know, in a box. My wife, like, why? Why did you just buy that? Why you, you know, what about what about all those DVDs you have in the downstairs? When when was the last time you actually put those in one of the DVD players and Blu-ray players that you don't use either? Zaldron is saying that Ghostbusters and Power Rangers are on YouTube, like officially. I I have not heard this. They they might be, but that's one of the few streaming things I don't buy and pay for. Um, so yeah. I'm the same way. Like YouTube's one of those things. I everything was free on YouTube at first. So now that they make you pay for YouTube, it's like no, screw you, YouTube. You're free. Right. You know, even the fact that you make me watch all these ads, you make me angry with that because you didn't have all that when you first started YouTube. What happened to you, YouTube? You used to be cool. Um. So book club uh, this week is going to be RID thirty three and thirty four. So. Um, Christian tells me that he, uh, would, um, was there, um, last night. So I may be peer pressured into actually showing up. So we'll, we'll see. Probably not. Cause I never do, but I mean, RID books, are they, if it was more than meets the eye, then I can see more peer pressure. <laughs> the RID books are just like, eh, you know, they exist. <laughs> This arc that we're getting into in R.I.D. though, or this arc that the book club is getting into in R.I.D. is is interesting because it's it's a great example of how Barbara is able to plan ahead and weave just all sorts of crazy threads. Like it's 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 good writing. It's just not as much fun as more than meets the eye. What what is happening in this part of the the book right now? We're taking it way way back to check out the uh, the prehistory of Galvatron. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, it's good so, stuff. This is probably yeah. my favorite section of, of the uh, R.I.D. book. A lot of Livio artwork in those issues? Um, it, I think it's flashback, flash forward type stuff where they, they switch, but I could be wrong okay. at this point. I feel like a lot of the flashbacks to like Galatron's past where Livio was doing the art on those. I'm I, not I, a big, I enjoy this work. No, oh, okay. I'm not a big, I'm not, he got better. He got way yeah. better. But. His, his storytelling, I always thought left a little bit desired, but I like just some of the big splash pages he does. But yeah, <clears throat> book club is uh, Sunday nights at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central on the TF Talk Discord. Um, and then uh, this week for microcasters, uh, we're going to be doing... Uh, I think we're still discussing which which figures we're going to do. So, um, so yeah, so it'll, it'll be a surprise once again. Um, so check us out. That's going to be Thursday nights on the TF Talk Facebook page uh, live. Peter, I like it when you move to the side and it looks like Omega Supreme's waving at us. This Omega or yeah. this Omega? Uh, the, the one um, directly behind you. Yeah, that's uh, which one? That's Gabriel. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Gabriel. Nice. There you go. It's really yeah, nice. like, hey, hi guys. <laughs> that's a great toy. Um, but yeah, were there any other final thoughts you guys want to add before we wrap? I come by it naturally. My my parents are are weird collectors, collectors of weird things, and they have weird collecting habits. And their parents also collect weird things. I don't want. I didn't get into my grandmother's Bessie P. Scottman collection. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, collections are fun. Enjoy them responsibly. Yeah. Yeah. Collecting responsibly is, is a good time. And, uh, you know, thank you to everyone in the chat tonight. Um, you know, thanks to Zaldron and to Catherine and uh, Ron and I think we had a couple others that uh, commented as well. Illmatic Prime, yep. So, but yeah, thank you guys. And we will see you next week. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. ha <laughs> ha!